You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Uncensored Direct Marketing. Today I wanted to do an episode on crypto. Uh, So I'm going to be following the crypto track. We have two tracks essentially on the show. Um, Most of the time we're focusing on direct response and topics that are really regarding direct response and anything that involves that business. Um, And then there is another interest of mine and a passion of mine, which is crypto and Bitcoin and digital currency. So I do want to focus some episodes on that. So today we're going to be really talking about Bitcoin, blockchain and different things um, in that realm. I do want to mention that this is fairly a beginner episode. So this is not going to be something that if you've been in crypto for a really long time and you really understand the space, um, this episode might not be for you. Um, I get a lot of questions about it and I'm in a lot of different groups and people have comments and ideas about different things crypto. So I wanted to kind of put myself out there and give you guys my ideas and a couple of thoughts. I really want to focus a little bit more on the payments angle and how you can use crypto to monetize on your site and, um, and, you know, just accept payments and so forth. Uh, but without further ado, I just want to kind of talk a little bit about crypto, give you my thoughts. There's no, uh, I'm not endorsing any companies. I'm going to give some company names. I'm going to kind of talk about different things and different angles, but I'm not supporting anything or endorsing any product or strategy. These are just really personal thoughts. Uh, so as usual, if you have any comments, feedback, you agree or disagree, please feel free to let me know and drop me a line on my website or um, any social media that's out there. Uh, so I get a lot of questions, like I said, and on the payments angle, it's it's very interesting what's going to happen with crypto. Uh, but the most common comment that I hear, especially on different groups and just personal friend conversations is, I just don't understand Bitcoin. What is it? How does it work? Um, you know, I can't really get into it because I don't understand it. Um it's, it's, it's a funny question, I feel, or a funny comment, because most day-to-day things that we all do, we don't understand. So, for example, when you go to the grocery store and you tap your card and you pay or, or you go to a gas station and you pay for a transaction, um, what happens? You tap your card, you pay, and you go away. But do you know what happens actually in the background in order to allow that transaction to go through? So for example, when you tap, there is a gateway that's attached to a payment processor. And then that payment processor goes to your issuing card and so on and so forth. I won't get into the, the mechanics of a, um, an authorization, but there's a lot of parties. There's a lot of technology involved in that. We don't understand it pretty much. And everybody uses this every day. So it's the same thing I feel about crypto. It's, well, it's, it's there. It's a technology that's there. We're not all going to be experts on every area of crypto. There's a lot of things. There's DeFi projects, different coins. Um, there's, you know, payments and there's just so many angles that it's, it's virtually impossible to, for anybody to really understand everything about crypto. And it's, it's, kind of impossible for most people to understand the mechanics of blockchain and how it all works and so forth. So the important thing is, is if you don't understand it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you can't invest in it. It doesn't mean that you can't use it. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, you're, you're at somehow, you're somehow, um, 
you know, not able to learn a little bit about the technology to take advantage of it. So it's the same thing as, you know, in, in the late nineties, when the internet started, nobody really understood what email was or chat rooms or all that. We just kind of adapt and it goes fairly quickly. Um, so it's, it's just better to be ahead of the curve and to really just capitalize on, on other people's knowledge and what you're seeing in the market and take a couple of chances with, you know, money that you're, you're willing to lose. We all have some money that, you know, we're willing to quote unquote gamble with. Um, and that's, that's essentially what my investment advice is. It's, I mean, it's don't spend any more money than you're willing to lose because although Bitcoin ETH and all the, the popular coins, I believe are here to stay, we just don't know, just like in the late nineties, when there were certain projects, um, like Netscape and all these big companies, they were huge companies and they were AOL and they were doing so much. Uh, and now most people or most millennials don't even know what those companies are. So, um, not that Bitcoin is a company, but I'm just trying to say is that we don't know which projects are going to be successful. Uh, definitely crypto and digital currency is here to stay. In my opinion, I don't think it's going anywhere and it's just, it's just going to advance, but always kind of be aware that, um, you know, there could be changes that could affect your investments. So be careful and, and, and diversify just like you do in your regular investments. So, you know, the one thing that I give advice as, you know, family friends that ask me about this stuff is, treat it like a, you know, if, if you're just kind of a speculator and you're just kind of entering the space, treat it like an investment, like a stock or, or whatever the case is, get involved with the amount that you're comfortable getting involved with. Let's say you have uh, $10,000 uh, a year that you put in investments or whatever the case is. Well, decide maybe 10% of that is going to go into digital currency and crypto projects and 90% stays in stocks or what real estate, whatever you decide to do, but, you know, have a good mix of everything because right now we're in a very strange period of, of, of our lives, you know, with, with COVID not to drop the COVID bomb there, but um, you know, COVID did change a lot of things and it was a very big black swan event. Nobody expected anything like this to happen. Uh, and it just propelled crypto and digital currency and the importance of it just five years ahead, because uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening with inflation and government's money and, and how much they're spending and so forth. So people see the need and the importance of having decentralized currency. Um, so if you're looking to invest, pick a couple of things that are interesting to you. For example, um, you know, NFTs, if you like art, um, you know, currencies, if you think that it's more like of a stock kind of thing that you're looking to do, um, there's DeFi projects, there's, there's a, a lot of angles that you can look into, um, in terms of investment, but pick a lane, read a little bit about it. You can even decide, you know, ETFs or investing in the regular stock market, but picking companies that are, for example, in the cryptocurrency or digital currency space. Um, there's, there's a lot of different ways. My favorite places to really learn is, you know, reading white papers if they're available uh, on different projects. And Medium seems to be a pretty good place for me to find information. It's a lot of people's opinions, uh, but at the same time, it could be some very smart people uh, and reading different opinions. So you don't want to always read information about people who always agree with, with, with what you think. You always want to have a couple of opinions on this. So if you go on Medium, you can follow different blogs different writers and so forth. I've been following some like really old school influencers, I guess, in the space and people that, you know, are on Twitter for, you know, 
10 years talking about crypto. Um, so a couple of them are Andreas Antonopoulos, Eric Voorhees, uh, Mark Hochstein, who was on my podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he's the uh, vice, uh, vice editor of um, Coindesk magazine. Um, so there's, there's a lot of people who have been in the space for a really long time that have interesting opinions and, and have been seeing the big picture for a long time. So look out there, take, take a, take a good landscape of who's out there, what they're doing, um, and read different opinions and then just make an informed choice. I mean, we, any type of investment is always a chance that you're taking. So, uh, at least take that chance because I do feel, and again, this is a personal opinion that people who don't invest in this are, you know, missing out an opportunity, just like people who didn't believe in the internet in the nineties missed the big opportunity. So I know a lot of people who are listening are not even, were, were barely alive, I guess, in the, in the nineties or in the late nineties, but there was a big opportunity for different, for that generation to make a big impact. And some people took advantage of that and others didn't and were left behind. So it's the same thing with crypto. There's going to be there's opportunities now that will never come back they're they're something that's happening right now so pick a couple of projects or pick pick a lane and and try to learn about it and and you know uh take some chances i guess because they could they could pay off big and they could lose so you have to make sure that you're not going to be afraid of, of losing anything um so i mean in terms of my thoughts on bitcoin the valuation and and you know eth and the main cryptos uh, obviously there's been a super, super high growth, um, since last summer, but it is in my opinion, once again, I believe there's going to be a dramatic drop that's going to happen relatively soon within the next year. Uh, and that's a normal phenomenal. I mean, there's just, there's just too much speculation right now and just too many people entering the market and not really knowing what they're doing, just throwing money at different projects. So I believe that the 2017, you know, end of 2017 crypto uh, or Bitcoin increased considerably uh, and then just dropped and it stayed there for a couple of years. I think this time what's going to happen is that it's going to increase. Uh, it's going to keep on increasing, have a big drop, but then it's going to bounce back a lot faster. Uh, the reason for the bounce back that's going to be faster, obviously there's more investments, um, you know, from like Wall Street, than just kind of big companies that are investing in crypto, whereas in 2017, that wasn't the case. So there's a lot of institution money. Um, but, you know, there might be a blip because we don't know how governments are now going to start taxing this, start looking at this. Um, although, you know, governments are taxing it as different ways. It could be investment or whatever, capital gains and so forth. There is still a little bit of a gray area right now because, you know, it, this is the really the first year that people, a lot more people have entered the space and have made some significant investments. So, you know, if the governments react in a different way, like U.S. government, Canadian government, European Union and so forth, well, we'll we might have a, a kind of a, an effect from that. And then obviously uh, legislation is generally a good thing for an industry. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think once something gets legislated, it's very clear. And then people know what the rules are and are able to, uh, adjust themselves in order to, to abide by the rules and make things work. So I think it'll only be a good thing for crypto if there's more rules or regulations around it. Um, but at the end of the day, it is decentralized. So this is, uh, you know, this is, going to happen regardless, I think, if governments like it or not. So they're just going to try to find a way to legislate it to give people some rules and, and make sure that people don't lose their shirts, of course. Um, so there are definitely some use cases for crypto and blockchain besides an investment. So 
you know, right now, most people are just buying different coins and hoping that they're going to go up and they're going to make a couple of bucks and, and kind of going that way. But there are some really, really interesting things that, you know, blockchain and crypto enable. Um, and those are, you know, the, the biggest growth possibilities, I feel, you know, and the, the biggest human change factors that are going to happen in the next couple of years. So obviously, you know, having ETH uh, support the NFT space. Uh, so NFTs are non-fungible non tokens. Right now we see most NFTs being art, digital art, um, which makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, uh, people own art all the time. It doesn't mean that you own the copyright, you own the art. Uh, you can have like a physical piece in your house. It's similar similar type of thing where you own something but you own it digitally um it could be you know back when i was a kid everybody was collecting hockey cards and baseball cards and stuff like that and now we're seeing all that with nfts so these are just things that are kind of repeating so it 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 wouldn't make sense that none of them would work. I don't think all the NFT projects are going to work. I definitely think there's going to be a lot of failures, uh, but there are some that are going to really stand the test of time. And I'm sure there's still going to be a lot more that are going to come in and they're going to, you know, they're going to change the way we, we perceive value in general. So um, look out for NFTs and, and, and start learning about digital goods, because right now that's where the world is moving to. People are going to start kind of having a portfolio or um, wealth in digital assets. Um, and then there's also some specific use cases for, for specific industries, you know, um, for example, you know, adult entertainment or gambling or whatever the case is, they, these industries obviously have some issues with collecting payments and, and having, um, you know, different interactions with their customers. So sometimes these companies can be drivers of a specific coin. Uh, and obviously if the coin, you know, can do what it needs to do and, and allow people to buy these products without being scrutinized, then obviously these things are going to grow in value. So kind of look out for that um, and see which coins may have the best use case. So when you're selecting a coin or looking into which coins you should invest, you have to keep in mind that you have to look at the development team and see if there's actually people working on that coin. So for example, there was coins that were launched in like 2015. Um, I won't name any, but you know, there, there's, there's a, a couple of funny ones they were they were developed but then nobody really did anything to update them and there's not no community behind it so you know you can't really go and buy um all these coins and expect them to to increase in value and they might they might increase in, in value kind of short term uh because people right now seem to just be flocking and throwing money at everything um as an investment vehicle but at the end of the day the ones that are going to stand the test of time are you know the coins that have uh, you know a decent use case and also have developers in a community behind it to be able to address certain things that happen that may cause a problem i mean if you know if you're investing for example in doge take a look i mean just because elon musk says doge is a good investment or makes a joke about it that's not a reason to invest in something you know really looking into doge you, you'll see that um you know there hasn't been much kind of in terms of um, advancement in a while. So, you know, I'm not supporting or not, or supporting that coin, but it's, these are the things that you have to consider when you're, you're selecting coins. Um, another very, you know, interesting thing that's happening is smart cities, smart contracts. So using the power of the blockchain 
to uh, power smart cities. I had a really interesting talk uh, with Daniel Demers on my fourth episode, I believe, or fifth, something like that. Um, and we talked about smart cities and how the blockchain is going to help kind of merge all this together because you're going to be able to do different types of uh, transactions, whether it be monetary or um, you know getting a book from the library or something like that. And you can use the power of the big, uh, the the blockchain for that. Um, another very interesting thing that's happening is the lightning network. So, you know, one thing, you know, as I'm getting into the kind of the payment side of crypto, the lightning network is, you know, one potential way that we're going to be able to use Bitcoin ETH and the popular coins to actually pay. So for example, well, not necessarily ETH, but for, for example, for BTC right now, if I want to go buy a, a cup of coffee, it actually makes no sense for me to use BTC to buy it. The fees are going to be so, so high and it might take so long because nobody's going to want to, you know, verify such a small transaction. It makes no sense. Um, so in order to, to make BTC or, uh, you know, other popular coins faster, more efficient in terms of fees and so forth, there has to be more development. So when, possibilities, the lightning network, which is essentially kind of like micro networks where you can do smaller transactions that then only get, uh, verified on the blockchain. Once you have, um, you know, a certain amount in there. So like just a real world example could be like opening a tab at a bar. So if you're a good customer, you go to a bar, they open you a tab, you could do a couple of transactions on a lightning network. And then the merchant can decide to close that tab uh, when they feel, you know, you've reached, I don't know, hundred bucks and they want to collect and so forth. And that, that information can be passed, let's say in a certain set of merchants. So if you go to pub A, and then go to pub B. Well, pub A knows that you're pub B knows that you're a good client of pub A. So they might give you, you know, credit again. So there's, I mean, I, I won't get super into it, but it is very interesting because up until now, you know, in my opinion, Bitcoin is not a way to pay. It's not something that makes any sense. It's a, it's an investment vehicle uh, just because of the fees, like I said. So these types of, you know, this type of technology, like lightning network and so forth is what's going to get us to make crypto a viable payment system uh, and specifically Bitcoin. So I believe like right now, all this stuff is super exciting. There's a lot of things happening. It's scary as well. I mean, for people who, you know, are just getting into the space, it's always very scary to learn about something new in technology, but uh, I have faith in humanity, just like, you know, the internet changed everything for everybody pretty much. Um, I, you know, I think Bitcoin and blockchain is going to have a huge impact on humanity, but we will figure it out and there will definitely be, you know, a learning curve and then people will just adjust just like they did with the internet. So right now in, in internet times, we're in the like late nineties, right before the Y2K, uh, before the big breakthroughs and the, the stuff that kind of propelled to social media and all this stuff that we use on a daily basis. Um, you know, not all of the projects in the late 2000s actually materialized to anything after Y2K. So this is where we're at with Bitcoin and blockchain is there's, there's a lot of projects. There's going to be, you know, some something that's going to happen. I don't know what kind of event, but then, you know, it's going to kind of clean shop and then only the viable projects will continue and, and, and have more technology built around them. 
Um, so talk kind of getting into the payments angle, because obviously that's what I, that that is the reason that I got into this space. It was because I was researching and, and and so forth. And obviously crypto came onto my radar because I was like, well, this could be a competing system or something else that people use to pay um, other than, you know, credit or ACH and stuff like that. So Visa and MasterCard you know, we're filing patents and doing a couple of things with crypto in like 2014, 2015, but nothing really of importance. Uh, but, you know, as of recently in, in the last, you know, six months or so, there's more patents, there's more, um, you know, crypto cards that are powered by, you know, powered by Visa, you know, like prepaid cards and so forth, more companies offering this type of service. Also Visa, you know, is saying, hey, we'll, um, we'll settle in crypto. So we'll accept your crypto, settle in crypto, which is huge, right? So they're not settling it in USD or, you know, the main currencies of the country. So that, that could be, you know, a reason why people want to use it even more because they're going to say, well, I'm going to accept crypto. I don't want to do any kind of exchange. I want to keep my crypto and then spend it when I go buy something. So, um, you know, governments are also entertaining a digital version of their currency. So we, we see that, you know, the, the world is moving that way. Digital currency is, is happening. Um, you know, the government, there's whispers about the government in Canada, the Federal Reserve, the European Union, everybody's kind of talking about it. So there's obviously something in the works and it's going gonna, it's gonna to change, I think, the way that, you know, banking happens around the world. And it also is going to change the way that um, governments function in terms of currency. So, you know, it's, it's, pretty exciting. I'm sure there's going to be quite a few bumps uh, as anything government related usually has. There's always some bumps, but eventually it'll be for the good of people. It'll make trading much easier. Um, I mean, one thing as a business owner and just talking to different business owners, you know, B2B payments is just something that's not, it has not been optimized yet. In my opinion, you know, sending money on a peak P2P level, like for example, uh, you know, Venmo in the States and, and, you know, different things like that is, is super easy. But if I want to send money to, for example, Asia and I have to send a wire, you know, the fees are really, really high. Sometimes the scrutiny, if, you know, depending on the country, the currency I want to send and stuff, it's, it's just so complicated. It's, it almost makes it, you know, undesirable for me sometimes to, to trade or to get services from companies that are outside of, you know, the Western world. So I think having crypto as kind of the way to interact between on a B2B level is going to be the way to go in the future, because I want to buy things, for example, from, you know, China or whatever the case is. And like the big amounts sometimes get scrutinized from the bank. So um, it's B2B payments is, ready for disruption, uh, in my opinion, more so than P2P. Because P2P, we, we have so many different methods. And I don't think people are, you know, uh, having a hard time sending each other money, like 20 bucks, 100 bucks, or whatever the case is. It's more for the larger transactions, like I said. Um, so I think when the change happens, it's probably going to happen pretty quickly because people are going to realize how great something like this is, and it's just going to be adopted quickly. Um, the rate of adoption for new technologies is, is lightning fast now. It's not like, you know, 20, 30 years ago where something would take years and years before it's adopted. If something, you know, for example, Facebook, Facebook's only been around for, you know, 12 years or so, like it's literally taken over our lives. Um, and 12 years in the grand scheme of things is really not a very long time. So uh, keep in mind, you know, when adoption happens, it's going to happen quickly. So it's important once again, to be ahead of the 
curve and, and read about this stuff and inform yourself and ask for people's opinions and make your own opinion. Um, so now kind of getting into the payment, the payment angle, um, I get a lot of questions on like, Oh, which should I be accepting crypto on my website and so forth. I think it's a great idea, you know, if anything, just to, to kind of support the community and to, you know, just give your customers another way to pay. Uh, as long as you're not doing anything illegal or, you know, whether, whatever you're selling, if you're able to accept credit card or, or, or cash or, um, ACH or whatever the case is on your website, then, you know, why not just add crypto? It's not really going to cost you very much. If anything, if you're looking for, you know, getting some crypto or you're looking to, you know, acquire some BTC or ETH or whatever the case is, um, this could be a great way for you to say, Hey, you know, I'm going to start accepting crypto and I might get, you know, very few sales, but the sales that I get, I just keep it in that currency and just let it ride. It could be kind of like a savings account for your business. So that's one way of looking at it. Um, I don't think you're going to, you know, revolutionize the world by accepting crypto on your website, but uh, I am a very big believer that it's very, very important to have as many payment modes as possible on your website so you can convert every sale. So as the title of my, my podcast says, you know, I want you to convert as many sales as possible. So if you have to take telephone billing, if you have to take SEPA payments in Europe, if you have to um, have localized payment modes, I mean, if you have access to these and there's, and you have clients in a specific market, then do it, you know, especially if it's free or it costs very little, it's just going to get you more conversions. So I definitely think that, you know, if you have a website, um, you know, adding crypto and accepting crypto is important. There's a couple of different ways you can do it. Um, and there's also something that you have to keep in mind. If you have a subscription-based model, well, obviously you're not going to be able to collect subscriptions. So, you know, there's, there's a couple of things that you can do. Like for example, um, adult entertainment companies and, you know, adult platforms that accept crypto, what they do is they charge like a one-time fee for a one-year access. You know, you might not want to give a monthly access or like a trial access because then it gets a little bit difficult to collect, um, but you might want to change your packages for crypto payments. So you could say, well, we're going to give a one-year membership for X amount of dollars uh, or X amount of BTC or whatever the case is, and then let your cu customers decide whether they want to do that. You don't necessarily, you know, you might, like I said, you might not get you know, a crazy amount of demand, but if somebody has crypto and wants to spend it, they'll say, you know what? Yeah, why not? Why don't I take this one year membership? And then the year after, if they want, they'll, they'll come back and buy it again. So there's um, a couple of things, like I said, that you have to keep in mind. You can uh, have different payment platforms. You can, you know, obviously just putting a wallet on your website isn't going to work. Um, you need to have some kind of, you know, integration either to your, your shopping cart or an invoice system or something that's created because how are you going to know if somebody's sending you, you know, 50 US dollars worth of BTC, how are you going to know who it is to give them access to and collect their information to give them a login if they need or, or, or send them a product if, if they're buying a physical good. So there, there has to be something a little bit more um, high tech, I guess, call it behind. You can't just be like, oh, here's my wallet address, send me that and then email me. It's going to get really complicated. So, you know, one of the popular services is BitPay. Um, you know, BitPay has been around for a while. Um, you know, it's not necessarily you know, a service that a lot of people want to use because it does convert it to fiat, which again, if you want to 
collect some crypto. This could be, you know, as a business owner, a way that you're collecting crypto without, um, you know, too much work from your end. You're just providing a, a service or a product and then you're collecting the crypto. Um, so there's there's a, an interesting project that's called BTC Pay Server. Uh, so BTC Pay Server is an open source platform. Um, so what it means is, you know, it, it allows you to, to you have a, a development community. So there's, there's a certain amount of coins that they, you know, that they have wallets for and that they can accept and so forth. And they can give you, you know, an invoice system to accept, you know, the main crypto on your, your website. But for example, let's say you want to accept a specific crypto for whatever reason, you could put a request out there in the community. You can offer, uh, you know, to pay somebody a certain amount of money, or, to, you know, if there's a specific use case, you could put it out there and see if anybody responds. It's open source. You can, you know, adjust it as you see fit, but it's, it's a pretty cool service. Um, and it will allow you to accept crypto relatively quickly on your website. Um, there's also coin payments, uh, coin payments, uh, is I would like to call it like a, a crypto merchant account. Uh, so this would allow you basically to plug in uh, coin payments onto your website and be able to accept the different cryptocurrencies. The interesting thing about this particular service is that it has a ton of integrations. So you can connect it really quickly onto your shopping cart and kind of plug and play ready to go and start, start accepting quite quickly. Um, so those are essentially the, the main, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of providers. You have to decide what you want to do. Do you want to do open source? You have, if you have a, you know, if you have a developer and you have a team, you might want to use an open source type solution. If you're just kind of like, well, let me just test this out and just plug something in, uh, there's services like coin, coin payments and so forth. So, um, that's, that's essentially it for payments. It's, it's actually so simple that it, it's, it's, it's comical because with a merchant account and Visa, MasterCard and the payment networks, it's actually the process is, is a huge process. There's underwriting and there's um, all these things and hoops you have to jump through and pricing and, and figuring all that stuff out with this is just, you just plug it in and you're good to go. So it's actually not complicated at all. Um, it's, it's fairly simple. I don't really have much to say other than you go to these services, you plug them in and that's it. Um, there's, there's nothing else. If you really want to accept a specific currency, you know, you look for an open source platform and, you know, you contact the community and somebody's probably going to be willing to help you out. Um, so that's, that's essentially it for the payment side. I do want to kind of end the episode with just a couple of thoughts on NFTs because I find them extremely interesting. And I just, you know, when I heard about them and started reading about them, I was, you know, in, in, in shock that I didn't think of this and think that this could happen earlier. Um, so, you know, NFTs, like I said, are uh, digital tokens of different things. You know, the, the most popular and the stuff that I'm really, you know, more into or interested in learning about is really, you know, the art and, and, and cards or sports cards and stuff like that, that, that kind of stuff. So digital images essentially. Um, so the world as we know it is becoming digital. I know this sounds so cliche and I, I feel like a cliche saying this, but, um, the world is becoming digital and, you know, casinos and Vegas and so forth are, are hurting because of the pandemic. So they're not going to allow, you know, a pandemic or something like that could happen again to ruin their business. So what are they doing? They're creating, you know, um, 
digital worlds, like with VR, where people can visit a Vegas casino, spend digital currency, interact with other people in the digital world. So you can have digital friends. You might have uh, a whole clique of people that you meet up every Friday night and play poker with, and they're, you've never actually met them in person. You might be just meeting them at a casino in Vegas and, and, and playing cards or whatever the case is. Um, there's a lot of development happening in this and people it's like right under people's noses because we won't know, we won't know how much development is happening until, you know, the, the big one breaks through, but you know, there's digital worlds that are already existing and, and the development in, you know, VR is, is insane right now. It's just so much money is being, um, developed there. So it's important that we, uh, we understand that NFTs are here to stay and, there's a lot of projects right now happening for NFTs, but it's important that you understand that not all of them are going to succeed. And even though it seems like a great idea, you have to keep in mind to invest only what you can and what you, you feel comfortable with. Um, so in terms of NFTs, you know, there's some really popular projects right now. Um, and, you know, I, I won't name too many because I don't want to start sounding like a name dropper here or anything, but uh, take a look. And if you were passionate about something in your youth, uh, I would say that it's probably going to become digital um, and, you know, take advantage of, of stuff that, that, you know, everything that happens kind of rehappens right in a digital space so anything that we did in the physical world will probably happen again in in the digital world so uh people are going to be creative and they're going to be creating some very interesting projects to come um so that's that's essentially you know what i wanted to talk about this is a really personal episode i just wanted to kind of throw out there some ideas and talk about crypto in general um like i said i'm not endorsing anything i'm not really you know what i'm saying right now might not be applicable in a couple of months from now so this is really a time sensitive episode where you know this is what's happening right now and i i, I hope you know every couple of months maybe to do another episode like this so i really want to know what you think um and you know maybe what i'll do next time is i'll i'll get a little bit deeper into NFTs, because that's a, a big area of interest of mine. I just didn't want to, you know, focus too much on this, but I did want to talk a little bit about everything uh, crypto related. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, uh, you know, reach out to me and give me some some of your thoughts, ask me some questions. Uh, feel free to, to let me know if there's anything that I can help you with in your projects uh, involving anything crypto. Uh, I could probably steer you in the right direction or, or, or at least give you some ideas. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and have yourself a great day. Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagis.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once. 